0: The Gestalt Gardener podcast is brought to you by Varicosity Vein Center, providing health assessment screenings and compassionate care to improve your vascular functionality and quality of life. Our doctors and vein specialists offer solutions to painful varicose veins, spider veins, and other venous diseases to our patients. Now offering complimentary vein screenings in Jackson, Madison, and Ridgeland. Information and appointment scheduling at varicosityveincenter.com.
2: Good morning. Ain't it a great morning outside? I mean, it's going to rain, but that's what we like because we've planted stuff that needs some water. Hey, y'all, I'm Horticulture's horticulturist, Felder Rushing, and uh, the host of the Gestalt Gardener, me and Java Chapman, my awesome producer. We've been on the road, and we're going to be coming back uh, just a few minutes after a little bit of news and talk with you about what's going on or not in your garden. Here it is, uh, April, a lot of weirdness going on, a lot of stuff still left over for winter damage, a lot of hope. People are planting stuff. There's interesting things you're uncovering in the garden, some of which you may not really like that much. But if you've got anything you'd like to talk about that's related to gardening, indoors or out, lawn care, vegetables, does not matter. We're going to talk about it, Uh, me and Java and And uh, all the folks at MPB, Kevin Farrell's in there. He's our phone greeter today. (laughs) A new title for... Uh, we're going to be talking about gardening, and if you've got anything on your mind, bring it on, bring it on. I don't try to sell you anything, but if there's something I can help you with that needs a product or doesn't need a product or is a product really not that good an idea or something you hadn't thought about, uh, I'm retired extension horticulturist. So I don't try to sell anything. I just try to keep it to the facts the best I can, but I, I, I ameliorate it a little bit with having been a pretty good Good, solid, average gardener with failures and successes like everybody else. Wasp stings on my hand, <laughs> and we can talk about it. Uh, Java, how are you doing this morning, man? Oh man, I'm doing good. A uh, little bit of the rain, but you know, hey, rain. it
1: is what it
2: is. The rain is good. Well, unless you're a farmer got it all in yet, but uh, you know, I got a whole <laughs> lot, lot of stuff planted this past week, and you know, doing stuff, and so I could use a good rain.
1: Good, yeah, good and drink. you came in here with a little uh, peculiar, I guess I could say wound, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> this yeah.
2: morning. Yeah, I was up on my roof fixing a hole, you know, uh, fixing a—it sounded like a Beatles song or something, fixing a hole in the roof. Um, and while I was up there, I was buying a on me. I was scrubbing a little spot because it's a tin roof and making it shiny. I was going to put this Flex Seal stuff on it and and, uh, and all that. And a wasp out. Of, it came from— you know, yards away it said I don't think you're supposed to be up here son and it st- I mean it hit me hard on my hand I almost jumped out of it the- it looked like one of those cartoon characters that you know explodes and comes back together yeah uh, but it's all nice and puffy and you know when you're an old guy like me Java an itchy hand that's kind of like a buzz and we like to get them wherever we can find them <laughs> <laughs> We do have a whole lot of stuff to talk about, though, uh, interesting stuff, uh, but mostly it's about you. What do you want to c- call and talk about that's going on in your garden? And I uh, brought in a few things to talk about, a couple of things to share, and uh, the, the answer to a question nobody really asked. But let's start out right, right off the bat, going as far north as we can in Mississippi to South Haven. Good morning, Rebecca. How are you?
3: Good
0: morning, Felder. I've got a question for you. I haven't heard anybody ask on here. Okay, But... um. Asparagus. I'll tell you why I'm asking. One of my buddies three years ago was in Lowe's, and they had the asparagus down And she looked it up, said it needed full sun, and she planted it by her gas meter because that's the only place she had full sun. Okay. And this year, this year she's eating it every day. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I was here three years ago. I could have done that. Is it that easy? (laughs) Well, it's three years to, to trick to it, right?
2: Well, it's it really not asparagus is is pretty easy to grow. Matter of fact, I grow a, a plant called asparagus fern. You've probably seen that in hanging baskets in my garden. And it comes back even after the winter, and it is an asparagus. If you look, it is an asparagus. Here's the deal, though. The further north you go, the better it grows. It doesn't really like our hot, humid uh, summers. It really doesn't like uh, our real fickle winters. It wants to get cold and stay cold. Um, and not only that, but because of all of the heavy rain, it can rot real easy, because it's sort of like monkey grass. It, as a matter of fact, the same family as monkey grass. If you if you bury it too deep like they do up north, it'll rot here. So if she worked it up got pretty good drain soil and didn't plant it too deep and cover it with mulch. It'll do fine. It'll do fine.
0: She said she can eat it every day until it gets hot. And then yeah. she'll do it again next year. I mean, you don't have to plant it again next year.
2: No, it's you just like it's, eat it's, again
0: next year. It's,
2: it's like eating the leaves off of monkey grass. You know, monkey grass puts up all its leaves mostly in the spring and just sort of sits there the, the rest of the year. And uh same well, thing. If
0: it does as well uh if it does as
2: well as monkey grass then, no I no, 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 no 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 noke no 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 no, no 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 I didn't say as well, I said sorta of like it, okay. gr- it it grows like monkey grass, it's a clump of stuff, sends up leaves uh in mostly in the spring, it stops and all those leaves toughen up and they stay there till the next it doesn't keep putting on leaves all summer is what I'm saying. So like monkey grass puts up all its leaves in the spring, early summer. And the difference is with asparagus, we eat some of the leaves and we leave some to feed the plant. She needs to leave some or else the plant's not going to be able to feed itself and make more for next year. So she needs to stop after she's had her fill. Does uh-huh. that make sense? So Now, monkey grass
0: is a bulb. It's nope, a lily, nope. right?
2: Yeah, but it's, a, but it's not a bulb. It's a lily. But, uh, you know, not all, bu- not all lilies are bulb. Monkey grass is a – you know how day lilies grow? Yes. Same thing. Have them Same. Yeah, they got they got crowns, not bulbs. So anyway, the bottom line is, if you don't plant it too deep and you mulch it really well to keep its roots cool in our hot summertime, and you leave some of the leaves alone at a certain point so it can can feed itself and grow, it does fine. Not as well as up north, but it does fine. You know, when when I'm in England, I walk across a field of asparagus. as Far as you can see, rows of asparagus, and they come, they, they harvest it. Leave it alone the rest of the year. Next year, they got all they can dig.
0: Damn. All right. Uh, the, The trick is the two or three years it takes to make. The, uh, uh,
2: unless she, you know, she bought some small plants to begin with. You can buy ready to go grow plants, but just like monkey grass, you plant a little clump of monkey grass. It's going to sit there the first year. Next year, it gets bigger. Next year, it gets bigger. Same, it grows just like monkey grass. That's what I'm saying. And you know, right at first, it doesn't look like much, but it gets a little bigger every year. Same thing. So main so thing it's is just
0: patience. it yeah. should be the definition of slow gardening.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, actually, it, it, slow gardening doesn't mean taking your time. It means savoring what you do. And if you can grow asparagus, oh, okay. if you only get one or two spears a year, you're going to feel a whole lot better about yourself. And asparagus, it's okay. a pretty fur. But when it, after a while, she needs to stop harvesting it, leave some of those things as tall fern-looking things because that sends energy down for next year's crop. In other words, don't use up all of her, all of her gas. All right. All right. All right.
0: Thank you very much. You
2: bet. Appreciate it. <clears throat> oh, asparagus. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. By the way, there are different kinds of asparagus, just like the different kinds of tomatoes. And if you want the best of it, you need to look for varieties. You know, do a little research ahead of time. Don't just get what they're throwing away at Lowe's. Uh, but there are varieties that are male. They don't make the little flowers and the berries, so they make more spears. Just a stupid thing to know. Hey, let's slide up just north of the state line to Memphis uh, and talk to Wilma. Wilma, how are you this morning?
3: Good morning. Howdy. I've got three oak trees in the yard. Uh-huh. I have got numerous baby oak trees growing in my bed. About 90% of the ones I try to pull up end up breaking off. What's going to happen? Are they going to just die are they
2: going to send up new leaves? I, I have this same problem, I and mean, sometimes they break off and, and they die. But sometimes they sprout back out. When you go to pull them the next year, the parts that you're pulling that grew this year are hooked to a stump that you know gets bigger every year. So what I do is I, I've, I've got a it's like a, a long screwdriver, and what I do is I reach down, I push down in the bottom with the, that down beside, and I pull and I pry at the same time. They pop right out. Whole lot easier than pulling. They just pry them out. But uh, some, oh. some some are going to sprout back out if you, if they break off.
3: Okay, great, thank you. I never thought of that.
2: All right, yeah, a little, little, little pry bar, pulling and, and, and prying a whole lot easier on the back and the hand too.
3: <laughs> okay, thank you.
2: You bet. Pre- appreciate it, man. We got the the phones lined up this this morning, Java. Let's go now to Wilkerson County and talk to Larry. Larry, how are you this morning? great how you doing so far so good i got a magnolia flower in here it's about to run me out of here it's so sweet smelling it's like a gardenia
4: yes i love them and man i love your show too
2: well okay well thanks for being part of it what you got going on this morning
4: oh look i i'm native american i'm Choctaw, and uh you know uh i've got some wild persimmon trees i got grow- growing in my yard i picked up the seeds down in a swamp a few years ago,
2: uh-huh. hunting.
4: And I got them going, and they getting on up. And uh, last year, I was sitting here on my porch, and I seen a main, a main growth of the tree. It just fell off. I got up, and I walked out there, and I looked, and they was a worm. He done cut all the way around and killed it. And I'm like, what in the world? And so I put seven dust in it, and it ain't deterred some of the bugs crawling up in those persimmon trees. Yeah. And and I'm thinking, do I have to put aluminum foil around the base, or what do I do to keep those things out of there from cutting my trees like that?
2: Well, I'm, I'm going to have to make an educated guess about what it is. There's a type of beetle that's called a twig girdler. And what it does is it climbs up the trees, and it's a it's a kind of pretty beagle, long, little, long, skinny beetle, about half the size of your your little finger. And what it does is it lays eggs in, in 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 branches and twigs and stuff, and then it chews around and around and around until it girdles it. And that part breaks off, falls to the ground, and that puts the eggs and the larva down close to the ground. It's a weird way to make a living, but that's what they do. And not a really yeah. good way to deter it, though, you know. But you, you say you got a pretty good number of trees out there, Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, there's not anything practical you can do. You can't really spray a tree. Seven dust and insecticides, they're designed to not last more than a few hours or a couple of three days, and then they're gone. So, if you put it on today, next week it's gone, and the critters can come back then. So, you'd have to be out there spraying and treating all the time. What I would do is I'd sure. just, just pick up, you know, get the persimmons you can and just, you know, be grateful for the largesse.
4: Yeah, well, they're not—they're not producing yet. They're still young, and I'm just then I see these little. On
2: some of the leaves, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, don't, don't, yeah, you're looking too close now. There's lots of little fungi and, and that leave spots on leaves and roses and persimmons and all sorts. Oak trees, they all have these little spots and stuff. Nothing practical you could do about that. So what I would do is I'd just get back on the porch and sit back and relax and and enjoy what a pretty day it's going to be because there ain't squat you can do about these kind of problems on trees. I, I wish there there was, but there, there's really oh, that's
5: not. Fun.
4: I'm gonna get some more seeds this winter and uh, try to plant some more and give 'em out to other. <laughs> All right, man. Look, I love your show. <laughs> Appreciate.
2: Thanks for being part of it. <clears throat> All right. And, uh, Java, here's a, here's a question he didn't ask with an answer to it. Persimmons that grow from seed are separate male or female trees. And you can't tell for six, seven, eight years till they mature whether you got males or females or which ones are which. So, uh, that's the reason I recommend people plant the Japanese persimmons, the Asian type persimmons. They're big, they're pretty, they're ornamental. And, uh, one tree will have all the, all the persimmons that you could possibly eat. Just one of those stupid things to know. <laughs> so, well, that's, that, that was pretty good. That was yeah. pretty good. Let's let, going back to Jackson. Is this Jackson caller from Jackson? Hello. Hello. Good morning.
0: I have a question on a nectarine tree that I that my that my that Get, we got from my Gotcha.
2: What's the question?
0: Still won't give. It still
2: won't give any fruit. Yeah, on well, nectarine. It's re- all a nectarine is is a peach with no fuzz. There's no difference between a nectarine and a peach except the nectarine is smooth and a peach is fuzzy most of them need two different varieties to cross pollinate each other most peach, not all peaches do but peaches and plums and apples and pears a lot of times need two different varieties for either one of them to set fruit so i suspect you just have one that's just is just lonesome it needs another variety and a peach will pollinate a nectarine see so if you get your little peach tree and put it near the nectarine they'll both do a whole lot better does that help
0: Okay.
2: So we need to get another tree. A, another a different variety, not a same not not another one of the same tree. Two different varieties, either two different nectarines or a nectarine and a peach. That'll help. All righty? Thank you. Okay, appreciate your call. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on out there, job. A lot of people have questions.
1: That was interesting how you say you need a different a different kind of variety yeah. to help.
2: Yeah. And it's just you know some plants will produce all by themselves. Matter of fact, I brought a peach in there. Did Jason bring a knife? Don't tell nobody. <laughs> okay, this is a this is a peach. It's an old heirloom peach called Indian cling. A cling because the the uh, the the seed in there sticks inside the fruit. It clings to it, but it's self fertile. It blooms early. They're small. They're hard. They're great for pickling, but they taste okay. This one for, bloomed and has already fruited in spite of last December's freeze. Old-fashioned variety called Indian cling, being grown in North America since the Spaniards introduced it in the 1600s, and it'll grow from seeds. horticultures fell to rushing in. Uh, Java, We, you know, last week we broadcast live from Clarksdale from the Juke Joint Festival. That was kind of wild.
1: And it doesn't feel like a week. It, like, that was last I, I, Friday. I like, know. Wow. I know, I
2: know. It was. Uh, and, and it was from the... Uh, and I keep saying cooperative, Because but it not. means the
1: same thing. It was, a, it was the collective seed. The
2: collective seed. It <laughs> used to be Miss Dells. As a matter of fact, way up high on the side of the building, right downtown Clarksdale, it says Miss Dells. Yeah, you
1: can still see it, that that, that yeah. painting.
2: Anyway, it was a lot of fun. Real folks coming out, you know, folks who don't have much in common with each other except gardening or plants or flowers and stuff like that. We had every possible kind of human being there, and we had, had a lot of fun. Some stuff I forgot to mention while we were there, but we still had. had a, a pretty good time. Uh, I did, one of the guys who came, though, gave me some, he's a rice grower, and he brought me some different kind of rice, <clears throat> Excuse me, but one of them is a bag of rice grits, and I'm just not sure about that. First of all, grits ain't rice. <laughs> so I'm not sure how to cook rice grits or whether you put butter on them or sugar, or, you know, different ways of eating grits. I don't know.
1: You should never never put sugar on grits, just point (laughs) blank, period. Um, But You're one of those. (laughs) But rice grits are, I I mean, you should have asked this question on uh, Monday when you were on Deep South Dining.
2: Oh, I had so much fun on Deep South. (laughs) I had so much fun with that. But, yeah, but I could call them in Monday. I could call in Monday on Deep South Dining. You
1: could, because rice grits, they are, it is a grit. It's just a different type of.
2: Okay so grit. so grit just means chopped up stuff.
1: Yeah. So you you would probably cook it like grits and like I said do not put sugar on it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I I actually put butter and a little milk and sugar on mine, but we're going to get along, Java. It's a weird world. We're going <laughs> to get along, brother. But uh, anyway, uh, while I was there uh, that evening, I also – the next day, I stayed overnight. next day, uh, I had this this fellow who's who's had opened up a brewery right next to Miss Dale's, but he had root beer and ginger beer, which are non-alcoholic. Root beer and ginger beer brewed in Mississippi besides Barks. He so, brewed the
1: ginger beer? Yeah. I yeah. love a good ginger beer. But
2: Java, I've got three events coming up. Next week is is National Library Week. And uh, you know, all the libraries encouraging people who normally don't go to libraries and haven't been there for a while to come in and check out what they've got, the displays and the new way of doing things. And I'm giving three talks in libraries around Mississippi this week, uh this next week. Uh one is on uh the twenty sixth, which is Tuesday at noon. I'm gonna be at the Winona Library. Um uh Let me see. No, no, no. We're going back at Lewisville on the 25th. That's Tuesday. Lewisville Library, um and it to be at 1130. It could be a noontime talk. And Lewisville at the library on Tuesday. That same day, I'm going to slide down to Carthage at the Leake County Library, and we're going to do a plant swap and a talk at 3 o'clock. So Lewisville at noon on Tuesday at the library. <clears throat> and then uh, Carthage Library, at 3 o'clock, plant swapping a little talk. And then on the, uh, uh, the 26th, I'm doing a talk in Winona at the library. Uh, Winona. So anyway, a lot of stuff going on. Love yakking with folks because, again, this is a egalitarian group. It's not horticulturists. It's not garden club. There are some horticulturists, are some garden clubs, are some master gardeners, but it's mostly garden variety gardeners who a lot of times are non-joiners, just want to get together and yak, and that's what we're going to do. So uh, I had an interesting thing last night, Java, in the middle of the night. Heard a screech, whomp,
1: meow. Any idea what that would be? Uh, a bad sequence of events for somebody. Uh, apparently a, a raccoon, probably a baby
2: raccoon, was walking across my tin roof and slid down and I heard its 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 <laughs> its uh, claws all the way <laughs> whomp, and it went, Mew, poor me. <laughs> Middle, and after a while I heard so I was gonna go out and check it out, I heard some stirring. So anyway, a little baby raccoon slid off my roof. Only in well not only in Mississippi, but only on the Gestalt Garden we can talk about stuff like that. There you go. And uh, 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 do you ha- you have the information? Master Gardeners in Rankin County having a plant sale.
1: Tomorrow, yeah, yeah, Rankin, yeah, Rankin County Master Gardeners. Um, it's a rain or shine event because I'm not sure what the weather is tomorrow, but it's raining right now. But um, it's supposed hey, to be nice. Supposed to be nice tomorrow. Okay, so at the Rankin County um, Extension Building, six hundred one Market Road. Um, 8 a.m. until noon. They got a lot of things. Um, you know, good old fashioned plant sale. Um, pass along plants, herbs, and succulents, and perennials, and house plants. It's all going to be there um, tomorrow. uh Rakeen County Extension Building. Uh,
2: and the uh, the Heinz Canyon Group is having theirs next weekend at Monell Gardens. So a lot of master, a lot of a lot of plant sales going on right here. By the way, I noticed you said herbs. Did you pick that up from me? I, I guess so. I didn't, even, I didn't even
1: notice it. I didn't even notice it. You said herbs because
2: it's got an H in it. <laughs> A lot of people say herb because they heard it say herb. The Herb Society of America says either either is correct, and the only way you're wrong uh, is to correct somebody else. But herb is how they say it in French. Herb is how they say it in English. I don't know how they say it in German. I don't know. But it's not going to be one of those. It might be yarb. I don't know. And uh, we're going to talk about gardening. Right up until the end of the hour, uh, did there was something I was supposed to talk about last week that I I, I forgot what it was that I was going to be talking about. Something
1: that came up in in, in Clarksdale?
2: Yeah. Anyway, we'll it, we'll think about it. I do have a, a, an heirloom. I brought in this piece. Did you ever get a knife? We did. We're going to cut it up um, one, when we get
1: to our cheesy too. Oh,
2: okay, okay. Well, well, uh, I brought in my my native plant of the week is a magnolia magnolia grandiflora. It's our state tree and our state flower. This is called little. Jim, it'll fit on a salad bowl. It's a small thing. The leaves are much smaller than my hand. It's tidy, it's a big bush, not a small tree. But little Jim Magnolia is the longest blooming magnolia. That you can have. It blooms from from uh, March and April all the way up to October. It fits like a shrub, little gem magnolia. The edible I brought in was some different kind of basil. I got regular sweet basil. I've got African blue basil, which is the best butterfly and hummingbird plant. And I've got uh, purple purple ruffles basil. But a lot of people don't think of basil as a flower. If you got a flower bed, put basil in it. It doesn't have to be grown in a herb garden. Uh, it's a pretty plant. Got good foliage. And if you feel like eating it, you can. But basil is an excellent full sun or part shade summer annual. Lots of different kinds out there. And just because it's a herb doesn't mean you have to use it as a herb. Matter of fact, it ain't a herb unless you use it. Java's a stupid thing, but a bicycle is not transportation till you get on it and ride. Well, basil is not a herb unless you cook with it. It's just a pretty plant. Otherwise, we often overlook that kind of thing. So, Java, what do you think? Indian clean peace. That's been grown since the 1600s in southeast United States.
1: That's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's a nice, it's a nice—it's not as sweet— but it it has great flavor, great and flavor. It,
2: you know, and it's not that kind of had juice run down your face. It's more of a cooking. You know, they have cooking pears and slicing, cooking apples. Slices. <clears throat> anyway, it's one of
1: those. I was but, just about to say that. It would be
2: probably perfect to cook with. And uh, what, what, what my grandmother used to do is she would stick cloves in it and she would pickle them. Mm. and save them for, like, Thanksgiving and stuff like that. But anyway, Indian cling is an old variety. It was introduced by the Spaniards into Mexico, and it was almost immediately moved its way north from Native Americans. They would grow it, they say, because it grows from seed, and and it pollinates by itself. Anyway, by the time uh, English— Made it to to New England. It was already grown because it'd been spread so quickly by Native Americans. That's the reason it's called Indian cling. So anyway, just an oddball thing there. Um, w- Want to do a couple of things, but let's let's take care of business first. Let's let's talk to folks who who calling in. We're gonna start in Hernando with Mike. Good morning, Mike. How are you?
4: Uh, good morning, Bubba Felder. I heard you call yourself that the other week, and it's got me laughing. I'm it, looking then. like a Bubba. <laughs> <clears throat> Hey, a little levity. You're talking about uh, H-E-R-B and E-R-B and in the, in the, in the pronunciation of the word. Yeah, you'll love this. I was in television for twenty years, and we had a, a production guy whose name was Herb, and he insisted that we call him Herb, <laughs> <laughs> and we finally figured it out. I said, "What? That's not how your name is spelled." He said, "That's pronunciation." Yeah. Well, I thought you'd get a kick out of that.
2: Yeah, and you know, he's just being a jerk about it. Oh, yeah, he was, he was a comedian. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we have I, I'll, I'll never stop, forget calling you Bubba. That was my favorite. Bubba. You know, uh, you know, when, you know, when I look like, I you know, I I swim twice a week at a, at a, a, a at a, Pool at, at associated with the hospital nearby, and I walk there and i I wear jeans and old black t shirts i got scraggly hair i 've got what looks like a backpack, but it 's really a man perch with my swimming trunks and stuff anyway lady, I was there one time, and she wrecked she, after a couple of months she said. Felder, I just got, I just recognized you for months. I didn't know who you were. I thought you were just a homeless guy who had worked his way into the pool somehow. So a bubble. And you know, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. So anyway, I, I hope
4: so. I hope so. Cause
2: I've seen your picture. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate your call, man. Thank you. All right. Now we're going to go to Joe or Homer we got a Joe. Joe, he, Joe. Joe down in the kiln.
6: There we what's, go. what's up, Joe? Down on the coast. Hey, well, real quick, I want to thank you for taking the call, first of all. Sure. And it's just a real quick question that I have for you. I'm getting ready to plant some uh, butterfly ginger, and my wife and I were talking, and we do a lot of um, cooking of curry. Yeah. I'm wondering if that rhizome is edible as a ginger.
2: It is, but if you like really curry, are, are you a heat person, You a vindaloo, or just a madras hot, or what?
6: No, no, I, I'm a I'm a really heat hot person. My okay. wife is not though, so she's okay.
2: kind of well, model, she, well so. she would like the 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 ginger the 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 butterfly ginger, sometimes called ginger lily. The Latin name is It Starts with H-E-D. Hedicium, uh It's perfectly edible, but it's mild. It's not zesty like like uh, the Zinzibur type of ginger. But that whole group, there's a whole group of them, that are perfectly edible. There's one called curcuma. Um, and there's some kind of herb. What is that herb that everybody always talking about eating? That's good for for, for their health. Uh I Yeah. Know, I'm, uh, no, not, not no, no. Yeah, turmeric, Tum- turmeric, and uh, and curcuma and uh, ginger, butterfly ginger. They're all gingers, and you can eat them, but uh, they're just not zesty like the real ginger.
6: Great. Well, I thank you so much. You ended a question for us, so I appreciate it.
2: Oh, yeah. And, and by the way, there's a fellow over uh, not far from me. There's a fellow over in Louisiana who specializes in lots of different kinds. they got incredible flowers. So, you know, grow them also because they're pretty.
6: Well, that's the that's the second reason I'm growing them because they're pretty, they're pretty, they smell fragrant, and it was uh, killing tubers once. And we usually have just a uh, spice garden. Yeah, but you yeah. want flowers this year, so I'm trying to do both.
2: Well, this is this a This is one that will also grow in wet soil. So if you got a kind of low wet areas, they're really good one for there well, too.
6: Yeah, we're definitely swampy down here by the coast. So,
2: all righty, man. Yep. Well, I, t- tell her I said, hey, Joe, y'all have fun. Hey, call us. Let l- l- let us know how both you and she. Uh, perceive how it tastes
7: great
6: i appreciate that thank (laughs) you and i will do that
2: okie dokie now um there's an arrow in here i'm not sure java somebody's messing with me on the screen there's arrows moving around on the screen i'm not touching anything but one's pointing to biloxi but there's one on the lion which one we go to yeah, let's go to uh, go to our friend Homer, because he, he is up next. I got a big old hug from Homer from up in Lyon. Clarksdale is, in case you're not sure, Clarksdale is a suburb of Lyon, Mississippi. Morning, Homer. How are hey. you? That's
5: it. Hey, Phil. How you doing, John?
2: Good, good to see you. What's up, man? Um,
5: okla, Phil. I asked you about okla last year. Uh, I planted a couple of rows of it, and it's just amazing production on this stuff. I had no clue. Um is it is it any type of fertilizer or anything? I'm getting as soon as the ground dried, I was trying to get it in the ground before we get this big rain. But. Yeah.
2: Well there's a couple of and, things. Yeah f- first of all okra is is one of those those rare plants. It is it's from Africa. It likes hot, miserable, dry horrible conditions, so it doesn't really need a lot. If you give it too much fertilizer, you get the prettiest stems. You climb the stems, you won't get as many flowers or, or the little fer- the seed pods. So, uh, fertilize it very lightly. Just a little bit of fertilizer, get them started, and, uh, and they'll do fine. Uh, what, what variety are you growing? Do you know yet?
5: No, I buy it down in Miss Dale's. I mean, it's... Yeah. it's
2: uh, Miss Dale's. Still call uh, it Miss Dale's.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and another thing I want to ask you about seeds. Now, I bought some seeds, green seeds, last fall last
3: year. And I
5: actually picked the ground up, caught it where I could break the ground. I just, you know, some time out. But I don't know. The seeds didn't come up well. I don't know whether it was the weather. The seeds get a little too old sometimes. They
2: they, Uh, they can. But what what kind of seed? Was this still talking about okra? Well greens. Greens, okay, yeah. Yeah. You know, see green seeds, lettuces and mustards and turnips and all like that, they're really, really small and 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 if you get a hard rain or if it rains and they start to sprout then it turns dry, they start sending that little tiny root out of the seed and if it turns dry, it can die. See, so with small seeded stuff like like greens, you need to be able to just lightly wet them down every day or so. Just 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 wet it down so those seeds get started, and they don't dry out before they have a chance to get their root down in the dirt. So you know that that, that helps a lot. You know, just getting them started, and then getting them down in the into the ground, and they can take it from there.
5: Okay, okay, I got
2: a few that came up, but they just yeah really.
5: I just had drains everywhere, but yeah. fine, fine this year, broke yeah. up but with-
2: it was pr- probably just, you know, bad combination of weather. You know, they're tiny little seeds. You got to sort of baby them. Hey, let me give you a real quick tip about okra. This is something, and, and I don't even eat okra. I don't like okra unless you fry it, put a lot of ketchup on it. But I love growing it because it is a beautiful member of the hibiscus family. There's a variety called burgundy that's got the leaves are, are almost red. The, the pods are burgundy. They turn green when you cook them. But here's a trick on, on, on planting okra. Soak the seeds for five minutes in plain old Clorox, plain old chlorine bleach. Soak them for five minutes, rinse them two or three times, set them aside, and within two days, they've cracked open. You can drop them right where you want them. They'll come right up five minutes in chlorine bleach. Now, yeah, this is something yeah, sure. a, a, an old-timer taught me, this, and it works like it. They're going to sprout so fast that you don't need to do it today because they're going to sprout before you can get back out in the garden.
5: But it's it, it just straight Clorox, not diluted.
2: Just just straight Clorox, you know, doesn't take much. Just put them in this swirl around, soak them for five minutes, rinse them, and then, you know, put them in just a little water so they you know so they don't dry out. But they'll they'll be cracked open in, in uh, a day and a half, ready to go.
5: Okay, appreciate it. They do take a while to come up if you just plant them straight. I'll
2: do that. All righty, man. I appreciate you. Thank good you. Good to, good to you see you last week. Thank you.
5: Yes, sir. Good to meet oh, you. Yeah. Okay. Take care. Bye. And
1: yeah, John, Homer, was, Homer was a bit of a star. He oh. was. He was. He showed <laughs> up. Everybody wanted seed. to talk to Homer. Uh, by the way,
2: Okra. Have you, uh, okra. <laughs> Java. Have you ever heard about switching okra? Have we talked about that before?
1: Is that where you, you kind of hit it a little bit? Take a stick to yeah. it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and the, the, you beat it up a little bit, and it stimulates more flowers and more pods. Crazy, crazy thing. Uh, so, still stay, taking calls, right? Yeah. Let's go up to um, to Gulfport. I think it's uh, Shelly Shelley, good morning. We've gone from way up there to way down there. What's going on today?
3: Uh, a couple of questions. I have got amarilla bulbs in some raised flower beds. Mm-hmm. Pretty ones. And I'm not doing something right because probably out of twenty five uh, bulbs, I had five that bloomed, and I've got I've got green leaves. But no blooms.
2: Are these all, are these fancy kinds? Are they that red one that, that, that I grow?
3: I have some of all of them. I have like red, solid red. I uh-huh. have some
2: with the red stripe. Right. The reason I'm asking because a lot of hybrid plants are kind of fussy. You know, the ones you see around old home sites, you know, that's the ones you can count on. But when you start getting into different varieties and bigger flowers and fancier stuff, they get a little bit more uh, picky about stuff. And, you know, they may sulk a little bit more. Also, amaryllis is one of the few Bulbs. It really, it, it really likes a, not necessarily wet soil, but they can take wet soil. And it might be that yours is just drying out too quick in that raised bed. Uh, that's just an educated guess, but you know I grow mine in just plain old dirt, plain old clay, and they about half of mine bloom. So uh, I think it might just be uh, it, some of your hybrids might not be blooming as well. Uh, but also, if you're given just a tiny bit of fertilizer, not much, just a little fertilizer, and uh, water them, if we go two or three weeks without a good rain, give them a good soaking, that'll help them form their bigger bulbs and flower buds for next year.
3: What type of fertilizer? Any
2: kind I, I I would for gardens I never recommend agriculture for triple thirteen, triple A. I don't recommend those in the garden because they're harsh and they're strong and they're temporary. But any stuff that they sell for flowers, any kind of flowering, shrub flu, vegetable flu food, it's all the same stuff. But use something that's got a nice long, slow, gentle feeding like they sell for flowers or vegetables.
3: Okay. Now, the other question I have is with the cold weather that we had this year. My Indian Hawthorns, which are hedges across the front of the house, Mm -hmm. just like the the front side of the plant. Right, looks looks like the cold got it.
2: Yeah, it killed a lot of them up in North Mississippi. The
3: the plant itself is not dead, but the front, kind of the top and the front are. Do I need to just like? Cut it out, it's going to look like somebody took a bite out of it. it. It
2: will, but, you know, you've seen people cut shrubs way, way back. It's called rejuvenation. Sometimes you take a big shrub just cut it back to a foot tall and it sprouts back out again. That's an old horticulture practice called rejuvenation pruning, and they sprout out stronger than ever, really fast. And then new growth, because the roots are intact, the top part really grows fast. So if you want to cut them back pretty far, and when the new growth comes out, If you'll snip the tips off the new growth, then instead of shooting up long and tall, it'll branch out. So rejuvenation pruning, pruning harder than you really want, and then tip pruning the new growth... And it'll fill out quicker than you can imagine. And by the way, uh, we had a bay tree, you know, old bay laurel that you cook with at the Ag Museum in Jackson, planted back in the 80s. Okay, we're talking about a long time ago. It got killed completely to the ground by this freeze. I cut it down, and it's already got uh, shoots that are uh, more than a foot tall coming up from the ground. So don't be afraid to cut it. Your neighbors will understand.
3: All right, well, thank you so much.
2: Okay, good luck on the Amaryllis. Appreciate that.
3: Thank you.
2: Bye-bye. All righty. Now let's slide to Holly Branch. Bob, not sure where Holly Branch is. Bob.
3: This
5: is Bob.
2: Yeah, but where's Holly Branch?
5: Oh, it's Olive
3: Branch. Olive Branch. Branch.
2: Okay, okay. Our our phone greeter misunderstood
3: you.
2: That's okay. <laughs> what's what's oh, up? My,
5: my question was, I have noticed that I lost some shrubs. Just that we're looking to do it in the fall, but
3: uh-huh.
5: it's spring and in North Mississippi. I've noticed a lot of shrubs in the other locations uh, is just lost them. They just dried up and died, I yeah. guess. I didn't know if you had. Uh, had anybody say anything about
2: that, or if y'all have, know I, anything about that, what happened? But I don't even have to ask anybody. It happened in my yard, too. I lost some plants. I lost an 80-year-old shrub in front of my house to the freeze, and it was two things. It was an early hard freeze, early before plants had a chance to, to settle down for winter, so it caught plants a little too tender back in December, and then when they started putting out new growth, We had a late freeze that was normal, but there's too much new growth. So it's a one two punch. This has happened all over the South, but particularly, I mean, even on the coast, we've had some plants damaged by that winter. All you can do is prune and hope to put out some new growth. That's it. That's all I can do. Okay.
5: All uh, right. Well, that answers my question, man. Well,
2: well, thank you. Let me give you something you could do, though. Go out with a, with a pocket knife or a, a kitchen knife or something and barely scrape on the bark. Just scrape a little bit of the bark off, and if it's bright green right under the bark, it's alive. If it's brown beneath the bark, keep scraping. Practice on some plants that look okay so you can see where that green is. If it's not bright green under the bark, that part's dead. You need to cut down below there.
5: Okay. All right. Thank you.
2: All right. I appreciate it. All
5: right.
2: Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. We never got around to the question
1: nobody asked. Yeah, because this show has been like a breeze, a well, lightning lightning rush. Well, I'm I'm saving it for
2: next week, but it's a question nobody asks, and I got the answer. So okay. we're, we're going to do that next week, <laughs> do that next week. And we got this new app thing. What's the, what's the app? Yeah, well, come on, John, I'm an old MP, guy.
1: The MPB Public Media app, a lot of people already have it on your phone, but we have a brand new feature. It's called Talk to Us. So you just open up the app in the menu bar, um, you click the feature that says talk to us, and they could do it right now and send a voice note, a picture, or even a video to... The Gustav Gardner, like is right gonna, now, is it c- come to my phone? No, it's not going to come oh, to your phone. Because I've say
2: saying, i say I might have to slurp down this beer real quick and answer that question.
1: <laughs> no, it's not going to come to your phone. It comes <laughs> to our email. Okay. but it is a great, a great so, new app. How do you a get great it? New feature. How you get it? It's inside the MPB Public Media app. So okay, I so download the app and you have the feature and gotcha. just. Talk to us. Well,
2: somebody give it a try. I want to see if this works. You young people and all your gadgets and stuff. Horticulture's fella rushing, and it looks like we got Fletch on the road and Fletch and alligator. Which uh, Fletch and alligator has gone? I bet he's on the road in Alligator, Mississippi, which is along the. Hey, is this you, Fletch? Yes, sir. Were you calling from Alligator, Mississippi?
7: On the road between
5: Clarkdale
2: and Cleveland. Yeah, man, that's that's rural, Alligator, Mississippi. What's going on this morning?
5: So, question: the centipede food that you recommended said, um, "Water it in afterwards."
2: Yeah, they just if say I'm that.
5: until this rain.
2: what that? Yeah, they, they just say that. You know, they they can't just leave blanks. they got to cut, put all sorts of stuff that most people figure out. And it's not that big a deal. The main thing is just get it off the leaves so it doesn't burn a hole in the leaf on its way to the roots. Okay. But okay. It's, it's so not that if, big a deal. If
5: I put it on, put it on when it's damp, damp tomorrow.
2: problem with that it'd be it'd be better if you could wash it off the leaves you know fertilizer you know is is safe and all but some of the ingredients in there can can if they stick to a leaf you know leaf is kind of tender you know it can make a little burn spot but then it'll drop on down the ground so you know it's not that big a deal but if you could water it in just just wash it off the leaves it'll start growing quicker too
7: Okay, I thought the wash part was activating the fertilizer. Really, it's just cleaning
2: it off the leaves. Yeah, at, at both of them. But, you know, it's, just, it's, okay. just, it's just like anything else. You know, if you're working around a a, a saw or something, you got to brush the, the sawdust off you every now and then. That's the idea. And then take a shower later. Good deal. <laughs> nice, <sir.
5: Take> care. <laughs> it,
2: Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, Fletch. Thank you. All righty. I don't know where that came from. Oh, I know where it was. I had to repair a hole in my roof. And I had to pull the ceiling down and pull the, the 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 insulation down to find out where the leak was from. And I mean, I got insulation and sawdust all over me. It was great because you know this guy said I looked like a bubba. I mean, Java, I looked like a bubba. And I had on a ball cap and I was covered with sawdust. Just a day's work, man. <laughs> I know, I know. I, f- I felt, I felt kind of good. felt kind of good about it. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, folks, right now. It's time to plant stuff. The weather's kind of weird. But um, one of the things I'd encourage you, if you're new to gardening and you're not sure where to start, it's like eating an elephant. You don't have to do the whole thing. Take it a bite at a time. The trickiest is start at the right end because <laughs> you don't know where you're going to end up. But when it comes to gardening, the easiest thing anybody can do is get a big pot. One, you can barely put your arms around. You don't even have to fill it up with potting soil. You can put an upside-down plastic pot in the bottom, and uh, yeah, and, and then just, just plant just some herbs. Plant just some coolant herbs. You don't have to eat them. They'll look good, and they'll make you feel good. Let's slide down to Gulfport now and see what Bob is up to. Bob, good morning.
7: Hey, Felder. Uh, I love your show. I'm the Bob Rose uh, tailgate art for you.
2: Okay, okay. Well, wait, 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 re- remind me. I'm just, I, I got my bifocal on. I don't know what we're talking about.
7: I, well, uh, I grew um, uh, moss on my oh, tailgate.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You grew moss on your tailgate. <laughs> I got it now. <laughs> How's it doing?
7: Oh, oh, it's doing good. Um, but I called about the crepe myrtle problem that people seem to be having. Yeah. Uh, And I became aware of this about four or five years ago. And in the 1960s, the late 60s, before I went in the Navy, um, I was visiting my grandparents in West Point, Mississippi. And I just happened on a a, a set of Encyclopedia of Gardening. Yeah. It was very old. And the old man that was selling it apparently got out of the business. Yeah. looked in there. And there was a recipe for painting the bark of these trees with a combination of pickling lime, yeah. lard, and a couple of other things. Yeah,
2: I, I'm real familiar. And unfortunately, that won't work on this particular scale. This, this, this. Well,
7: I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I did though.
2: Okay, keep in mind I we're starting to run out of time, so make it
7: quick. I'll be real quick. I took the pickling lime, mixed some diatomaceous earth with it, painted the bark on the the. Uh, Great myrtles, and it killed everything other than the tree. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, we're, we're out of time. And this works for things that crawl up the trunk, but that's not how the scale. The scale can get on it from up above that. That's the problem. That's the problem. So treating the trunk is, is fine for some things, but not, not for things that, that come in from thin air.
1: Anyway, it's a good tip, and I appreciate that. So, uh, Java, I guess we're about out of time, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Like I said, this has been a whirlwind, man. Uh, We were out in Clarksdale last week, which doesn't feel like a week, (laughs) and now we're back in the studio, and this hour came and went.
2: Yeah, now I, I can't remember the whole name, of it, but you know the blues thing that we have here on MPB with Scott Beretta?
1: Yeah, Highway 61.
2: Highway 61. Well, I had a chance to chat with the Scott and I uh, sort of kicked some, oh, we, we were knocking around ideas over homemade Clarksdale brewed root beer. <laughs> and, uh, he has sent me some tunes that are blues related that if I can figure out how to download them and edit them, we can put them on this program. But Scott, I appreciate that. Uh, between the blues and food on Deep South Dinah and gardening, we got all three of the main things that connect people together food, blue, food, music, and gardening. And I'm glad to be part of that trio here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Java's good to see you, man. We need to get on the road. We're going to figure out some weird place to go. <laughs> All righty. Well, until then, folks, uh, if you get a chance, go to a farmer's market, go to a garden center, take a kid with you or a neighbor who can't drive, and help them pick out a pot and put some culinary herbs, a couple of flowers. Anything that grows, and you don't have to have much space. I grow stuff in the back of a pickup truck. So anyway, the main thing is get out and do what we all do best, folks, and that's get dirty. We'll
6: see you all next week. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.